Current Aggressive Podcast. We are your hosts, Carrie Lee and Kelly McVeigh, now part of the Digitant family of podcasts. How are you guys doing? Hope you're having an amazing day. Buckle up because today is Carrie's update on colorectal everything, part two. It's so much fun. I hope you're sitting on the edge of your seat. This is the weekly roundup. Kelly, the reason why I wanted to talk about this now or this or soon is because it's fresh. I know it just happened. It just happened. Okay, you have to you have to be nice to my belly. Don't pick at me. Okay. She calls it a jelly belly and squishy, squishy. It's just not good for my ego. That's really sweet. I like it. I mean, is it? Is it because she knows she says, I'm going to hurt your feelings, mama, because I, I tell her I want to, you know, tell me I'm toned and ripped. Yeah. No, I'm not right now. OK, Miracle. so Kelly, I wanted to give you and the listeners an update on on my butt butt stuff. Yeah. So uh, the last time we talked about the colonoscopy. So I got the biopsy back. Um, the the polyp was benign. No big, scary cancer cells anywhere. Yeah. So when it comes to that, we're clear and great, which is, I think, the biggest thumbs up. Yeah. But now, now I have been checked from my esophagus to the external part of my butt. And there are like seven problems anatomically or in the tissue that was found. This is terrible. Which, well, it would be if I didn't already know. And then I, I, I've been feeling the effects of all these things. So for me, it's like validation that I'm not crazy. And are these things that you can fix? And so, yes, mostly treated, but not necessarily going to make me normal because it's kind of like my system is a little off and there's not so much you can do to fix it like permanently. But so I have esophagitis or or it basically means acid reflux, which is so common. Yes. Uh, And then I have a hernia right at the top of my stomach, which is also very common. And I'm now taking like a Pepsid for it twice a day. So is the hernia because of Ariel? No, it's been there. Okay. It's been there. It's like, it's, it's like kind of the diaphragm is encompassed there. It's like my dad, I sent my dad because he's, you know, a doctor and I sent him the results and he's like, I have, he has one too. Okay. So like two days later, he he sent me like a Costco, a Costco size box of Pepsi. That's He's like, hysterical. take two a day. <laughs> that is hysterical. He's looking out for you. By the way, Kelly, on the way back from this doctor's appointment that we're going to talk about, yeah. Bean was like, oh, just strawberry smoothie, mama. And I was like, okay. So I just Googled, like, as I was driving on the, the 101, like, smoothies. And I just went to the nearest one. And, you know, this is L.A. Yeah. So one that I'd never been to, it's one of these like fruitopia situations and there's one, everything's organic. I spent $8.99 on a small smoothie. Yeah. What is that? That's terrible. Oh, totally. 100%. You know, my children have changed. I'm so proud to say that we have a little bit of a drive through issue where my kids in the morning, like we get Tim Hortons or when we're driving home from school, we drive through and get something and we, and I'm a big drive through and get diet Coke multiple times a day, multiple 
times a day, I go to McDonald's and get a Diet Coke because I love Diet Coke. Anyway, hard stop. We're not driving through anywhere. And wait, today? No, the last couple of weeks. Did you go just go cold turkey? I was like, listen, we need to make some changes and I will make you whatever you want like for breakfast, like cinnamon raisin muffin. You know, if you want a donut at home, if you want mini pancakes, but like Starbucks coffee, like I don't care if we get the ice Starbucks coffee, but we're not driving through anymore. And we all just made a big pivot. Now I have to say like Wednesday nights, I teach dance and we stay right. and they go to my parents and like we get takeout of some sort because they're at my parents' house and I don't want my parents to feel like they, you know, have to do all the things. And then, um, the day that we switched this week and they went to their dad's that morning, I let them get Tim Hortons on the way to school, but we're talking, we went, we were going through places multiple times a day and it's so expensive. It's so expensive. It's so expensive. If it's not just like one here, one. Yeah. So how do you feel? Like, are it, do you feel like you've stopped the habit? Yes. You know, what's so interesting is when I would get in my car, I felt like I was supposed to go get a diet Coke. Like it was the first thing I did. If I'm going to take the kids to school, if I'm picking the kids up from school and I get in my car, any time that I would get in my car, I'd just automatically drive through McDonald's and get a diet Coke. And once you like break the cycle, like I've broken the cycle somehow. So are you still having diet Coke at home? Yeah. Sometimes, not as many times, maybe. No, I'm definitely drinking it. Oh, okay. So it's, it's, it's the drive-through thing that you've kicked. Well, that's good. Yeah. I think it's a first step. Yeah. It's, it's a, oh my God, it's way cheaper. Holy moly. Um, okay. So going down my esophagus into my stomach and then in the small intestines, I tested uh, positive for SIBO again, which I expected and they treated it with antibiotics already. So that was a couple weeks ago and I've already seen my dietitian since then. Yeah. So we're reintroducing now that I've been treated, we're reintroducing foods back in and it's going really well. Um, I'm taking some digestive enzymes with my food and it helps so much. I'm taking the Pepsid helps so much. And then there was signs of evidence of chronic gastritis. Okay. My lower, my lower gut. And that makes sense. I've had IBSD my whole life. Yeah. Okay. So so the my gastroenterologist said you need to go see a colorectal surgeon and I went okay so first of all this guy's amazing he's like a dad figure he's got kids but they're just a little younger than me and he he uh I always have been with me when I'm at these appointments so he did the he looked and he felt around and he says when you were uh when you were first born what happened like was there a was there a surgery or something right after you came out of your mom? I was like, actually, at six months, I had a rectal surgery. And he was like, you need to ask your parents more about that because what you have here is either from that or it was congenital and then you also had a surgery, but we don't know. So this is the the, the part that was the new information. So... In your musculature, you have internal sphincter, pelvic floor, external sphincter. It's a circle. It's right around your butthole and it helps you close and open the door, right? Okay. Are you riveted or what? Riveted? I'm just like so intrigued by all of it. Like I really legitimately am intrigued. Like I'm like, 
I mean, I think I'm thinking so many things like, why did you have butt surgery when you were born? But keep going. Okay. So, so he's like, what we have to find out because what it seems to him before we do the ultrasound, which is in a month from now, is that instead of a circle that it should be the sphincter that just opens and closes, contracts and opens yours is a horseshoe. Okay. Yours isn't fully formed. So either during the surgery, it was sliced on purpose or you were born that way because, oh my God, this doctor is amazing because, you know, on the, on the bed that you're supposed to lay on, there's that like really thin wax paper. Yeah. He like takes the paper and a pen and starts drawing me. Here's your colon. Here's your rectum. Here's your anus. Here's the space between like, like detail. He's like, this is anatomy. You have an anatomy problem. And to me, I'm just like, you know, how I've been talking to you like forever yes. about like when, when I don't feel well, I just have to run to the bathroom. That's insane. Right? It's because my muscle isn't connected, Kelly. That is so crazy. I know. <laughs> it makes this literally is it makes me bananas. feel so much better about it. And how did you get this far along without knowing this? Well, I think. Also, this surgery happened in 78. I think it would be one of those things that if I had found out earlier, it would have only have been because I saw a million doctors and gotten to one that could, that had the skill set that he has. Like he has been in the business for so long. He's in a big city. They've got three doctors in their practice, colorectal surgeons of the Valley. In the Valley, there are millions of people. They're the only three who have the specialty in the entire area. So San Fernando Valley in, in California. And a case oh, like this so crazy. is only maybe once a year, maybe. So not the rarest, but pretty rare. Okay. So yeah. it's a horseshoe. That's what he thinks. That, that's what he's theorizing. Okay. So he explains to me when you're in utero, when you are forming, the, the gut forms downwards. And by the time you're ready to be born, it it forms downwards and then the hole from the outside forms upwards. And so some babies rare pre uh, like if you're a preemie, okay, you're born without a hole because it hasn't connected yet. Yeah. That's crazy. like mine blown, fully blown. Like I had no idea that that's how, you know, like they're just joining, yeah. joining, joining, joining. You have this space. Now you have this canal. So he's like, Maybe you were born and you had yeah. a not fully formed anatomy down there. Or so go find out, ask your parents to find out more details and find out what happened. And so I did. I called my parents and this is so hilarious because these are the two responses I get. So my dad's funny. like, what does it matter? You're fixing it now, right? <laughs> and then my mom really does start to think back in her mind for details and then gets so guilty. She feels so bad because she's like, why didn't we take you to specialists all along the way? And I was like, you know, I I probably would have wanted to know this, the answers to those questions when I was a little younger, but right now I don't care. Like, I just want the answers. We're going to get this, 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 you know, worked on. So my mom was like, when you were a baby, you like to sit and sleep. You like to fall asleep in your like terrible 70s vinyl car, uh, like um, booster seat and you just fall asleep. And because I was so 
you know, my sister was yeah. only two. I was just like a couple months old. Yeah. She just let me sleep there, which nowadays you don't do, let kids do that. Right. So at six months, I ended up having like a, like a, like an infection. Okay. And so they brought me in, they had to do a surgery right away. It was just scary. A six month old, like you have to do surgery because she has an infection. So either, either I was, I, I was not fully formed anatomy when I was born or there was an infection. Yeah. They had to cut some of okay. the stuff out, some of my muscle out and sew it back. And then, and then goodbye. And I was telling my doctor that my mom was having a lot of guilt. And he's like, you know what? Tell her to try to let it go because there's no reason to think that, that somebody would have understood and fixed this earlier in your life. Like technology has come a long way. We have to really like, like eliminate a lot of things before we come to these conclusions. Like you have been on a pathway and journey of finding out what's going on with your body for a long time. And you're very knowledgeable about stuff. So it's like right time, right place, everything, because, um, in his practice, there's three guys and he's the most senior of them and he knows the most. So uh, this is, (laughs) you have to just think about what this is like in person. Right. So like the second time I see him, I give him this information and he's like, look, the next time you come in, you got to do the prep. Like I have to do another colon prep where I poop everything out. And then they go in there with, uh, an anal ultrasound, not a vaginal ultrasound. And they're going to have me contract and release. And they're going to find out if these muscles are connected or not. If that muscle is connected, he says my pelvic floor is great, which I believe because I work on it all the time. So what they have to do though, because Kelly, if you, I don't know if you remember from our conversations with Dr. Janae, you can't sew muscle. So what they have to do is they have to take the muscle Okay. And they have to overlap it from each other so that they can sew scar tissue to each other. And then there's no PT. You heal, very strict so diet crazy. during that time. And then it just starts working on its own. Yeah. Because it was working right now, but it's not, it's not connected. So there's nothing wrong with the muscle except it's not connected. Okay. I want you to tell me Do the you have end. Really I have questions no questions. Or can I just tell you the end of this? Okay. Hold on. <laughs> The Okay, the best part is that the second time I saw him, Bean was just eating Sour Patch Kids in her mask. She had yeah. a mask on because it was the doctor's office. So she would lift up the mask and just eat a Sour Patch Kid. And she was on her phone playing Fruit Ninja, okay? So I, she didn't have to do an exam on me. I was in the yeah. robe without, you know, my bottoms on, but we were just talking. And so he got up and he said, you know what? You're done. Get dressed. I was like, he's like, actually, can, oh God. do you mind if I invite other people in to come see? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I was saying. Like how yeah. it was for you to have that baby and then all the students come in because you're like a unicorn and like they don't see cases like this very often. So so two doctors come in being still eating her sour patch kids. And they're like, just, just leave, just turn over to your right, to your left side. And like, they start looking and it's like, Ooh, and on. So they like can just see that by you rolling over and showing your booty booty. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. I'm just like, I've never seen anybody else's butt. So how would I supposed to know that there's something wrong? I knew that like, because there's just a little bit of scar tissue there. I thought like I had a hemorrhoid or something. But, 
every single person I've ever seen before right. that, like I'd see my gynecologist and they would never ra- raise a red flag. So I'm like, so again, it's like, it's so specific. And he was telling, he was telling me that like where he would do the incision. Yeah. Like it's basically that, that fleshy space between your two holes, right? He would do the incision there. He's like, if the horseshoe's facing the other way, we do this incision on the other side. He's drawing me all these diagrams on this paper. Kelly. I think that you like, you like medical stuff too, right? Well, what that I'm into it. Yes. Like I under, like I, like I'm intrigued by it. Yeah. Yeah, like my dad was a doctor and I've got all my anatomy classes in me. So I know the names of muscles and stuff, but I, I'm definitely not. I, I definitely didn't go into medicine. So I don't like have biochemistry and all that stuff. But when it comes to like the actual body and parts, yes. And so. So are you someone that wants to watch one of those like surgery medical shows? No, not necessarily. Like I have no inkling to like be a doctor at all. Not even close. Don't even care at all. Yeah, I didn't mean I didn't mean like be a doctor, but like my mom loves to watch like a surgery show or whatever. Like I am not that person. No, I'm not that person. uh, But I have to say it does intrigue me. I'm very like, oh, and I have a thing called a rectocele, which is the membrane between your vaginal canal and your colon is weak. Right. And that's kind of separate from the first issue. And so he was basic. We were basically talking about it. And now that I know that, for example, like if you're me and if you don't want to, if you want to support that area, you just put a tampon in because it's just, a, it's just like a membrane and you just need a little support. So, you know what I'm saying? So if I, if, and then there's these things, if you're not sexually active, you know, it's this little like silicone or plastic donut that they put up in the vaginal canal for older women to support when they have that issue, like, like urology type of stuff. You, Listen, I've, I've experienced the plastic donut thing. <laughs> you have? Okay. Yeah. I mean, you have four kids. We can, talk, we can have Janae on if we want to talk about Janae sending me home with the plastic donut, donut, donut your, thing. Yeah. So yeah. in a month I get a ultrasound to confirm everything that he thinks is going on. And I actually think that's what's going on. And then if that's the case, I get to have surgery. It's crazy. And so the surgery isn't, isn't in itself super invasive because you don't have to do physical therapy afterwards. You just have to watch your eating and your diet, like in outpatient, I'm assuming. Uh, no. Oh, this is the other thought I had. So he's like, yeah, we keep you overnight in the hospital because it's more about like the first evacuations that you have, like going poo the first couple of times, okay. because obviously like they're working on a muscle that needs to work very soon. You yeah. can't like, it's not like a broken arm. You can't just put it off to the side and not worry about it. So right. he's like, it's a night in the hospital. And Kelly, the thing that was in my mind was like, oh my God, that sounds so relaxing. <laughs> so funny like hospital food delivered right to you yeah like you just ring Simon. a bell and somebody does something i'm not responsible for anything yeah are you kidding me this yeah. is like a vacation and then i get to do the propofol again <laughs> it's, it's like this sounds great and i'm not going to be any pain during i'm out yeah I don't know what motherhood has done to me for me to like look forward to ass surgery, but 
Yeah, listen, this is where this is where we're at. You're excited for ass surgery so you can have a two day break and watch binge watch shows and ring a bell and get food <laughs> with drugs. With, with drugs. drugs. Yeah, I get it. I, mean, I get it. I well, and it. also because it is an issue that plagues me on a daily basis. And I'm just used to it because it's been my entire life. Uh, yeah. And so just to have kind of like a very straight and narrow path forward with a kind of like a issue that's not causing me pain, but it causes me a lot of like inconvenience. You know, I'm just one of those people who, you know, know where all the bathrooms are and, you know, I'm not the only one. That's why I like talking about it because it's like people, it's nature. Things happen. And, um, yeah. I don't know, like all of my like students and friends and everybody's like, they're like, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise them that I'm so open because they feel like it's not a big deal. But I was like, but think about how many people who might have that issue who would never want to talk about it a lot because it's, it's your private parts. It's embarrassing. It, it, it could be embarrassing to me. I'm just like, we got to help people not be embarrassed by things because it also doesn't help you address them. Yeah. You know, well, and just think about how amazing, like, this is like a mystery journey that you've like really dived into finding the answers. You easily could have gone forever without even knowing this. Yeah. And then I would have been an old lady and they would be like, you have incontinence. I'll be like, not new, (laughs) you know, or, you know, maybe it's from your pregnancy. No, you know, so, um, it's exciting. I'll give you guys another update. So, all right, Kelly. Well, uh, there's the update. This will probably be part two. I can't wait to find out how this continues to go onward and upward. Yeah, we'll definitely come back and do a trilogy with this one when hopefully hopefully, yeah. I have surgery and have an outcome. Okay. We have to know how the ultrasound goes and then next steps. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, there you are. There we have it. All right, my friends, you're welcome for all of that. I hope you were prepared. You might not have been. It's okay. Uh, I hope this. I hope this helps you think about and talk about these things in your life. You know, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. So, anyways, if you would like to opt in for our newsletter, go to the show notes and become part of the Greener Grass family now with the Digitant Family Podcasts. Thank you to Asa Watkins, sound engineer. And if you would honor us with a five-star rating and a review anywhere you get your podcasts, it means so much. Smash the five stars. Please, it's so simple. Please do it. We appreciate you forever. We'll highlight you on our website, etc. And we hope you have a wonderful week. We'll come right back at you next week with more fun stuff. Over and out. This is Greener Grass with Digitant Podcasts.